Hi, Character Inc. friends. I'm excited to be coming on here tonight to talk to you about the number one reason we chose homeschooling. After 32 years, I have narrowed it down to one main reason with several subpoints. All right, so um, I was recently asked um, about a child who wanted to go to school, a teenager who wanted to go to school. And um, I, you know, thought about all the reasons why a 13 year old is so, it's so beneficial for a 13 year old to stay home. And I just kept thinking about, you know, all the things I could tell this mom that I thought would help her, you know, with this decision and, and help her with her, you know, talking, talking to her daughter about it too and listening to her daughter's feelings and so forth. And I realized that it all goes back to the video today that I've been wanting to make for a while. And uh, that is the number one reason why we chose homeschooling uh, after 32 years. Most of you know we homeschooled for 32 years. We began in um, 19, uh, 1982, 1983, I think it was. We began homeschooling, um, yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> we began homeschooling um, my younger sister when our child was, when our oldest child was one year old. So that was the beginning of our homeschool experience. So um, I have uh, a lot to say about this, so I'm just gonna dig in. First of all, um, I, I think it's important to note that in 32 years of homeschooling, our reasons changed drastically through the years. So the reason, my main reason, the number one reason that I give today that really was more like what we've evolved into for the last eight, eight to 10 years is not the same reason that we began homeschooling many, many years ago. So let me just start with that. Um, I'll be honest with you, when we first started homeschooling uh, 32 years ago, we began homeschooling because of fear. And we homeschooled out of fear and actually parented out of fear, unfortunately, for a number of years. And I say that because, like I said, the reasoning all changed at that time. We wanted to avoid all the bad stuff, and everything was bad. And it was kind of, it was kind of a. I, I'm, I'm thankful, you know, that we went through that and we learned from that, and we were able to, you know, change our parenting style even and uh, so forth. But hi, but um, at the same time, it clouded so many of our decisions. So at the time, it was like bad peers, bad curriculum, secular curriculum, bad environment, everything was bad, 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 bad. And I don't think now that everything out there is bad, bad, bad. And, but that's, that's where we were, you know, 32 years ago. And so um, that's how we started. And we were homeschool pioneers. We, we literally were, we were at the very first homeschool convention in Indiana. Uh, uh, 32 years ago, uh, no, now 36 or 30, 30, 30, I don't know how many years ago. Anyway, 35 years ago. And, um, we, and all, all of us were the same. We were all afraid. We were all afraid of everything. You know, we were afraid of, of what our kids would learn out there. We were afraid of our kids being away from us. We were afraid of, um, bad peers. Uh, at the time, everything was secular humanist. That's what we were taught. So everything that everybody did was considered that way. So to us, we were unfortunately afraid of everything, but fortunately this caused us to be very Bible driven as well as very character focused. And thankfully, that is the 
good part that came out of this that stuck with us for our entire 32 years of homeschooling. So I am grateful for that. Then the middle years of homeschooling. The middle years of homeschooling kind of happened as our older kids entered high school. And um, we were moving away from fear a little bit more and more into reality. Reality being we have seven kids and they're going to need occupations. And so far, you know, our focus, I can't say our focus. I was a teacher I was teacher trained. I was a teacher by training. And so academics uh, and education were important to me. But at the same time, um, I was worried at this time these kids were, that these kids would not be ready to go out in the world and have their occupations, ready to go to college, that kind of thing. And I think everybody or a lot of people go through this. You hear people all the time in the homeschool, in the groups saying, you know, help, my child's going in ninth grade or whatever. And I, it's a real thing. I understand it for sure. Um, so at this time, then we start focusing a little bit more on academics while still keeping a character uh, basis in our school, as well as a relationship, developing more of a relationship style of parenting. When you parent, when you homeschool and parent out of fear, you, it's hard to have a relationship as, as a much of a relationship-based parenting because everything's a no because you're afraid of everything. So that's kind of where we were. At this time also, I began writing curriculum and testing it with homeschooled kids. And that was actually uh, 20 years ago was when I started writing for another publisher in Chicago. And uh, with that, started you know homeschooling, uh, doing different classes for other students as well, and uh, just realized that the real need to be sure that academics were being covered and things like that. So then the ending years, the ending years, uh, the ending years being the last you know six or eight years of our homeschool journey of the 32 years. Um, at this time, we had a lot of adults as well as some kids still in school. And so at that time, we realized more and more that the most important thing that we had done in our homeschool was the time that we had with our kids. It was just, it was so obvious. It was just because the adult kids still needed our time. And we realized that we had set up a, a relationship and we had set up a, a protocol, so to speak, by where we were available all the time to them. And as adults, they still needed that. And now we have seven adult kids, 13 kids and kids in love together, uh, counting all of our kids who are married and uh, one has a fiance. And literally, they are still needing us, right? Because we set ourselves up in such a way to have such close relationships with them and to be a safe place and to be people they could trust to teach them not only academics, but also everything about life. And they, I, I mean, everything that just, I, I can't, I could read through my text. I could t tell you the lunch I had. I could, I went to my daughter-in-law loves today and, and took care of my grandson for a couple of hours so she could go out to a store. We sat there and talked and talked and talked. It is because of the time that we had here. We truly believe it, and we started seeing it when we had adult kids, and as well as kids still in school. And then also at the same time, and especially in the last three or four years, we watched as our kids be, developed close friendships with siblings who were 10 and 12 and 14 years older and younger than they were as a result of the closeness of our family. So Without further ado, seven and a half minutes into this, I bring you the number one benefit of homeschooling, 
that we really believe now, not the fear-based things, not the academic-based things. You know, we've done all those and they're all that, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting a Christ-centered curriculum. There's nothing wrong with wanting to protect our kids from negative influences. There's nothing wrong with wanting to prepare our kids academically for the future. Those are all good things. But time has truly become the number one factor, the number one reason that if we had it to do all over again, we would homeschool our kids. First of all, time cannot be duplicated, redeemed, or reallocated. And, you know, when you um, spend money, you know, people always say time is like money. And I've used that analogy a lot in my productivity trainings and things. We say, you know, time is like money. You know, once it's gone, it's gone, da 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 da. But that's not really true because money, you could get some more, you could invest it, and you could recoup what you've lost if you gambled it away, or you lost it in the stock market, or you let a $100 bill slip out of your pocket and down the, the street drain, right? You can get money back, but you can never, ever get time back. The average American mom is said in a recent research study, and you know, research is research, right? Uh, it's not exactly a science. <laughs> research is supposed to be a science. <laughs> well, that's funny. Okay, anyway, she spends uh, 13.5 hours a week with her child, okay, according to this research study. And it was probably done by the Homeschool Research Institute or something. I don't have the, um, the citation for it. It was a meme. <laughs> But I do know that the NEHRI, they do a lot of that kind of thing. And they found 13.5 hours a week with their child. The average homeschooling mom spends 77 hours a week with her child. 77 versus 13 and a half. Now, I did my own quick math, um, and my own quick math yielded this. Eight hours a day, all right? And I know some kids are gone seven and a half, some seven. I know some kids who are gone nine because they're the first ones on the bus. Right, so they leave at 6 a.m. and they get home at 4 or, you know, 3.30 or whatever. Maybe they get out at 2.30 with the, with the bus routes and so forth. Um, so some are even more than eight hours. So I think eight is probably a pretty good average, um, you know, for, for a, a day with traveling and so forth. Um, many parents do have the advantage of the time, the travel time there and the travel time back. Um, and if you are one of those parents, I really recommend you utilize that time very, very well. But that eight hours a day times 180 days in a school year yields 1,440 more hours per year that kids who are homeschooled, that is they're just home during those eight hours. They might have some outside classes, they might have some, they might have piano, they might have basketball, they might have drama, whatever, um, but just those academic hours, the hours that the kids are away at school, uh, that uh, is, uh, yields 1,440 more hours per year. Um, I've also heard that it's something like 1,500 to 2,000, so I'm just going to take the 1,500 um, uh, because a lot of times there are other factors you know that come into play when our kids are gone a lot more with school but homeschool kids also have some of those same opportunities so they might be gone for sports and stuff too all right so um, any way you slice it it is too much time to try to make up for on the weekends or holidays or summer the sheer number of hours is staggering at 1500 hours a year times 13 years this is nearly 20,000 hours that 
if we keep our kids home with us during those 13 years, and if we say, I'm going to work through every other circumstance because these hours are crucial to me, I believe these hours are important, then we will re recoup 20,000 hours that we would not have if we they were gone to all-day school, um, you know, five days a week, 180 days a year over that. All right, time that kids are with parents. Um, the time factor is not just sheer hours. That, that 20,000 hours is huge. I mean, it is huge. You think about how many hours we sleep. Think about how many hours, you know, you're employed if you're a full-time employee. Uh, this, it's, it's just huge. I mean, that, that's a mind-boggling number of hours. But it's not just hours. It's what happens during those times also. So the first question is, who is going to shape our kids during those 20,000 hours? Who is going to be the one, you know, pouring into them? Who's going to be the one that they're going to hear from, that they're going to listen to? Um, and then we have to ask ourselves, do we want this to be teachers and peers, or do we want it to be us? Do we want it to be their parents? And so, you know, that whole investing, uh, just that whole time uh, that we are going to shape them is huge. And next, we have time to lean into their strengths and weaknesses. We were able to make a lot of decisions with how we used our time as a result of homeschooling, and especially once we had decided that we were going to homeschool for life. There was some point um, after I quit, yes, I really did this, after I quit uh threatening the kids by singing the wheels on the bus go round and round every time they have bad behavior. And I quit acting like I was calling the principal and all this kind of stuff. I had a rough start. It was 32 years, all right? It was hard. <laughs> anyway, after I got beyond that and we knew for sure that we were homeschooling for life, then um, we had time to lean into their strengths and weaknesses. Academically, the things that we could choose to do, that we could choose to wait, we could choose to move faster. We could choose to slow down. Those were choices that we had simply because of time. We had time to help them become who they will become. I just remember critical points in different ones of our kids' lives that were a result of us being with them, that, of my being with them all day long. Times when, when, when things happen for them, times when things change for them, times when... Um, you know, we have all the light bulb moments and we have all these things, you know, in their, their arts, they're playing something on the piano and you're like, yes, they got it. And you have all these great things. But I'm talking about like behavioral. I'm talking about heart pouring. I'm talking about changing their lives. I'm talking about um, finding their place. Just things that happened that we were able to lean in for them emotionally, academically, um, uh, physically, all kinds of ways, because we had that time. Time with siblings is huge. And, and we don't think it is because we think all they do is fight sometimes, right? Um, I, I cannot say enough about this. I don't know what I could tell you that would convince you that the time that our kids spent with their siblings made them more deferential, made them kinder, made them um, more thoughtful, made them more consistent. Just having that 
you know, iron sharpening iron all the time, the pressure of, you know, always having to be with somebody, right? We think that's a bad thing, but it's not. It's a good thing. They had to work it out. I'm not, uh, not even, my son who's 36, he wasn't even, I think he was like 30 years old. And we're like, what made you love your siblings? You know, what made you not despise all these little kids running around and all that? Why did you work so hard to get along with them? And he said, I figure I was spending the rest of my life with them for the next 12 or 13 years every single day. I should make it work <laughs> out of the mouth of babes, right? <laughs> right. And it is all that time with those siblings that caused them to become the people they are now that cause them to treat their spouses the way they treat their spouses now. You know, people say the way you treat your mother is how you're going to treat your wife. But that could not be further from the truth. The way you treat your sister is how you're going to treat your wife. And our sons had every opportunity, 20,000 hours, to learn to treat their siblings right to learn to treat their sisters right. And was it easy? No. It was so hard. It was so hard, right? But now my four sons are the most amazing, thoughtful, deferential, kind, giving, selfless husbands that I could ever ask for. And it came because they had time at home with their siblings. I really believe that. Time equals influence. You know, there's a, a, there's a, there are all kinds of materials floating around out there, you know, that you're going to become the total of the five people you spend the most time with. And, you know, it's, it talks about how if you want to become something in this world, you know, spend time with people who also want the same things in life that you want. The sphere of influence is truly who you spend the most time with. Kids change according to who they're with and what expectations and allowances are made. The expectations that we have in our homes, as opposed to always being with peers, and those lower expectations that often happen. And I love kids. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody who loves kids more than I love kids. I love every student I teach. I have 70 writing students this semester. I adore them but I still wouldn't want my kids to be with them every hour of every day for eight hours a day all the time. And I wouldn't want your kids to be with my kids either, right? Right? Because none of our kids are perfect. But the influence that that time gives us is huge. Not just the influence that we're getting, but the influence that they're not getting, right? The influence they're not getting from not being with peers all the time. Things change. When kids are in school, everything changes. They're, they're no longer primarily influenced by parents and siblings. They're influenced by so many other people, so many hours. And, and they're learning things from them instead of learning things in a proper context from their family. Next, the thing that we put our time into is what grows. Wherever we put our time, wherever we put our efforts, wherever we put our energies, that is what will grow. And we can put our time and our energy and our efforts into our home. 
and we can cause our homes to grow and we can cause our our family dynamics to grow and we can cause that influence to grow or we can put our time and energies and efforts into school which is if your kids go to school you should be putting your time and energy and efforts into your kids school right I always cringe when people in social media complain about their kids at school if you're gonna put your kids in school you should be there you should be putting in the time and effort and energy you should make it the best school you possibly can but whatever we put our time and energy and effort into is what is going to grow and if we want our home to be the thing that grows that has our influence that has our efforts then when our kids are at home we will do that if we put our kids in school even if it's a great school even if it's wonderful and there are a lot of wonderful schools out there and a lot of people do have to put their kids in school for various reasons I'm not putting down anybody who does that I'm just answering the question what is your number one benefit right but if you're if you put all that energy and time into school the, your, their life revolves around the school. Your child's life revolves around the school instead of revolving around your home, right? Because that is where your time and energy and effort are going into. So do I think that all is lost if kids go to school? I definitely do not think that. Do I think that everything's bad? No, I don't think everything's bad anymore. I grew up a little bit, um, after all, I'm 55 now. I grew up a little bit from the, that time when I was 20 years old. I was homeschooling my sister. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? I think I was 21. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think everything's bad. I don't think everything's lost if a child goes to school. I don't think parents are terrible if their kids go to school. But if I had the choice between homeschooling or not homeschooling, I would choose homeschooling and time is my main reason we can also make this happen in our children's lives a lot of parents now have to work both of you have to work I understand that I worked the last um, out of my home but I worked the last 10 years of homeschooling it was very hard I know it's very hard and it's not like you have to do everything yourself right you can you know do co-ops you can even hire a babysitter who's going to oversee their independent work but you can just keep your kids at home as much as possible with through homeschooling, the homeschooling process. You're going to gain so much more time. Time for influence, time for sibling interaction, time to help them become what they're going to become, time to uh, be the primary influencer instead of somebody else, time to build up your family and your home instead of building up outside um, institutions right time instead for your home uh, so that you have those extra 20,000 hours that extra 2,500 days of school days with your kids at the end of their lives and you know we did it for 32 years we did it for set with seven kids and I don't regret it one bit the, the my biggest pride and joy in life is having homeschooled for 32 years my biggest success so far has been raising my kids by being with them all the time every day you know yes I took classes I swapped classes all the time but by being with them those uh, 2,500 days of their lives and pouring into them that's truly my greatest success 
And it's also my number one reason that I would choose homeschooling if I had it to do all over again. Thanks.